Welcome to this special edition of the OSSB Podcast. This is Dan Kelly. I think we're going to put out a few of these special editions just to keep everybody connected in a friendly, relaxed, stress-free way. So what better than just to sit down and listen to a podcast? On this special edition of the podcast, I will be joined by President of the OSSB Alumni Association, President Edward Schwilk, and we just shoot the breeze for about a half hour. So we thought we'd make a podcast out of it. And uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you find it informative. If you have a story, something you want to share, please let me know. And remember, if you want to make a contribution to the OSSB podcast, you can do that through email at dkelly at ossb.oh.gov. You can drop me a voicemail at 614-468-8866. Really look forward to hearing from you, sharing what you're doing, what you're up to, how you're staying busy while we're at home for this extended time. Please enjoy and thank you very much for tuning in to the OSSB podcast. Hey man, it's great to hear from you. Want to welcome you to the April edition of the OSSB podcast. All okay. right, well, thank you. Yeah, joining us here is Edward Swilk, president of the Alumni Association, and um, you know, I've been seeing things out there on Facebook. Um, have to cancel the uh, reunion, so let's get that business out of the way first. Yeah, I um, I had actually talked to the lady at the hotel. Her name was Beth, very nice lady. And I talked to her back in March, and I called the, you know, I was just curious, because that's when things kind of started, you know, getting a little more intense here in Ohio. And right. and I called her, and I talked to her, and she, you know, she knew exactly who I was, and she said, what can, what can I help you with? And I said, well, I kind of want to run something by you. I said, uh you know, and I told her what I wanted to do, that I actually really wanted to wait until May before I canceled, you know, to see how things had progressed or not. Yeah. And she went, shoot, I thought you were going to cancel. And I said, no, not yet. Uh, and she agreed. So I, you know, put that up there with the letter that, you know, I had sent out. Yeah. Well, our corresponding secretary sent out. Sure. And uh, I put a statement up there that, you know, everybody to go ahead and uh go ahead and confirm your reservation if you wanted to attend because it didn't cost anything and to you know and if it needed to be canceled that you know you could just call back in and cancel and and i had all intentions of waiting until may to do that but then things got really bad so i called her uh just uh, let's see what day was it? Monday, I think. Yeah, it was just a couple of uh, days ago because today yeah, is the ninth. Or things just like kind of run into ten. each other, you know, when you know the days or whatever. And I had called her, and we both agreed that it would probably be best to cancel. So, you know, it was agreed upon by both. So I went ahead and canceled. And so, are, are you uh, thinking think, about? Are you thinking about doing? something different like what you did back in December with the uh, chat line holiday party type thing? Uh, I mean, I had kind of thought about it, but, uh, you know, and if people are really interested, they could, you know, uh, put something up there on the OSSB page or, you know, or, you know, my number has actually is on the letter. 
So if people are really interested in doing that, you know, they can't. I mean, it might not be a bad idea just because, you know, people are, you know, confined or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, people will still find ways to get connected. Yeah. Definitely the technology is there, but it takes a lot more than just the technology sometimes. Um, yes, it does. To get connected and to get everything working the right way, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we're working through that at school with reaching out to our families and, and students and getting them signed up for different online platforms and, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I had a very nice conversation. And while I wasn't really planning on a phone conversation, I basically just texted a couple of people you know, while you're acting, I guess she's acting superintendent and your principal. Yeah, she's um, she's full time. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, That's good because yeah. I, I really like her, so I'm glad she's yeah. full time. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I just basically sent them both the text just to find out how they were. I mean, I wasn't, you know, wanting to. I mean, I, you know, it wasn't to, you know, see if we could do a phone conversation. I was just checking on people and seeing how they're doing right you know if i and you know and they responded and said that you know they would like to do a, a phone conference so i said okay that's cool you know and we had a nice conversation about what's going on up there and you know and we kind of touched on you know the possibility of you know uh next year's biannual reunion which is usually held up at the school so right. you know there'll be some news coming from that in you know later on so just not right now. I mean, there's a lot of other things that need to, yeah. you know, we don't know how things are going to turn out and well, stuff. So I'm just kind of waiting. Yeah. How are things in the, uh, in the association itself with the members are, are people reaching out to each other and staying connected? Uh, what's your feel for how people are doing? Uh, there are some people that are, there's a group, uh, there's a, uh, um, oh boy. Well, it's an app. It's called Zello, Z E L L O, and you know, and there are people that are, you know, kind of connecting that way, and a lot of people text, and you know, there's that chat line where you know where I held the uh, uh, Christmas party and where I hold you know executive committee meetings and town hall meetings and right. all that. So I mean, there's there's um, I don't know how many people use Zoom, but you know, like I belong to uh, ACB, and the, you know they're using Zoom, right. which I've kind of played around with uh, a little bit, you know. But it was you know about a year or so ago, and so I'm gonna you know go to the ACB meeting using Zoom, which will be interesting because I've never participated in a uh, you know. A, a big uh, group like that. I mean, when I tried it, it was just with, you know, an individual. Yeah. So this will be interesting. I think hands down, <laughs> Zoom is probably the most accessible uh, video conferencing software out there right now. I've had the opportunity to use some of the other ones like Google Hangouts and WebEx and, and, and things. And, and WebEx is, is a monster in terms of accessibility, uh, just trying to get around. It's, it's a beast. But Zoom works really well on uh, multiple platforms. And there is a book out there that is free. It is at mosin.org in the bookstore. 
and it's uh, it's it's Zoom is in the title. <laughs> I don't remember the full title, but he has put that up there. Jonathan Mosen's put that up there for free, and it's it guides you through how to use Zoom, and it does a really good job. It does a great job. I use it um, all the time right now, uh, scheduling meetings, uh, especially if you're on the PC. I think it gives you a little bit more power, um, or the or the MacBook. And I, get, I don't know. I really haven't tried some of the things that I've done on the computer on the iOS devices. But uh, you can set up a meeting. It puts it on your calendar. You can. There's a button that says Copy Meeting Info. And you hit that. And it puts it on your clipboard. It gives you your topic. It gives you your location, which is a link. And it gives you your meeting ID and your password. So you can just paste that into an email. They get that link and that uh, ID and password. And they can click on the link and that'll... 95% of the time, it'll get you right into the meeting. And then as a host, you know, you can mute everybody or unmute everybody. And then all the controls on Zoom are really accessible. So, yeah, explore that a little bit and go get the book. It has gotten great reviews. Um, I haven't had a need to read it, but uh, it is it is a resource out there. Yeah, I may have to do that because um, I know, uh, well, you know, I'm an Android user. I did have an iPhone, and ooh, that that was that was it. Wound up being a disaster because uh, you know, I always always put my phone down, you know, like whether it be on that table or whatever. Before I go anywhere near water, whether it be like doing dishes or whatever, and so I had put it on my bar, and I was getting ready to mop my floor. And so I had the bucket of water there and all this stuff. And I went to uh, grab the mop because, see, I put my phone on the, on the, you know, it's a bar. It divides the kitchen from the living room. Yeah. And I went to grab my mop. And all of a sudden I heard this splash. Oh. And I thought, uh-oh. Yeah. And it was my iPhone oh. 11. Oh. And I was not happy. And, I mean, uh, it, 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 it was fried. I mean, there was just, you know, no, no, uh, bringing it back. So it's like, oh man. Yeah. So if you listen to the, <laughs> if you listen to the ECC podcast from, uh, when we do it in June or July last year, and I think it was in July, uh, we took, we took all the, the participants canoeing and, uh, you, you can hear my oh. phone being submerged in water. As we flip the canoe, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I feel you. I feel your pain. Ouch! Oh, you but, know what? And I, I love canoeing, man. That 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 would that would have been so fun because uh, my dad. You know, this is one story that my mom always told about my dad was, you know, when we were really young, uh, we we all went canoeing. Of course, this was definitely before cell phones. Yeah. And, you know, my dad said, oh, don't worry. I was a Boy Scout. You know, I know how to handle this canoe. Well, we got about 100 yards out, and I got wet. <laughs> so, he, well, he, he knew how to handle the canoe. He, he got you wet. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, man, I mean, that would, you know, I really envy people that could, you know, have, like, um, big farmhouses because, you know, like with the stuff that's going on, I mean, you can, you know, you still have to keep your distance, obviously, from people or whatever. But, you know, you got your big yard. You can go out there, you know, and sit and grill out or whatever. Oh, 
that is good therapy outdoor stuff. It, I'm, it I'm a is outdoorsy. That's one of the things that, that we're going to focus on on the podcast is what people are doing. If you're doing anything different to cope with being at home more than usual, it, it does have some impact on our community. But I, I think in a lot of cases, we sort of have some practiced isolation going on anyway. Right. Yeah. To be fair, but it does, you can't get out as much. Um, their purpose for going out um, is, is limited. Now um, I know that, um, you know, I would go out and go to the store um, or go to a restaurant or whatever. And so now it's, it's, you get that stuff delivered or you do the curbside pickup, which or cur- you curbside, could do what I did. What'd you do? <laughs> what did you do? I, uh, well, see, I was in North Carolina for a while. Okay. And when I came home, I didn't really have too many groceries in the house, so I thought, well, I'll uh, order a pizza. And there's a Donato's just right around the corner from where I live. And so I just told them, I said, well, I'll just come and pick it up. And they said, okay, that's you know, that's good. So I got over there, and obviously the doors were locked. I didn't think nothing about it, but I tried them. You know, the doors were locked, so I walked around to the drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I walked. And this woman goes, well, we can't give you a pizza. You know, you're, this is a drive-thru. And I said, well, your doors are locked. And, you know, not everybody owns a car. So, you know, how do you propose I get my pizza? And the manager was there. And she goes, let him have his pizza. He ordered it. Yeah. She goes, you know, obviously he's not driving. He can't drive. So, you know, let him have his pizza. So I kind of learned a lesson that, um, you know, like even McDonald's or something like that. Yeah, I don't know how they would feel about if you wanted to just go pick it up, whether they would let you uh, walk through the drive-thru or not. I know banks will now because a lot of the banks, I guess, you know, have closed inside and you can either use the ATM or the drive-thru. Yeah. Well, I say in my experience, the uh, the home delivery stuff is, is getting a lot better. Um, I have a table out on my front porch. And usually, if I if I get a delivery, they just put put the put the goods on the table and shoot me a text and say your delivery is on the table on your front porch. And I'm like, great, yeah, yeah, that's that's great, you know. And I just go out there and get it, and off I go. Um, and then I now I just go out for for walks, you know. Um, yeah, I do that a lot. I uh, you know, I mean, I keep my social distance, you know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I do go out, I do go out for walks, but I, I will touch on when I came home cause I flew home from North Carolina to, you know, back to Ohio. Yeah. And well, how was that? Do that? I uh, wouldn't get actually on a plane the, now for anything, but tell us about well, that. Well, the thing is, it's what is quite interesting is, is when you're, uh, when I flew from Wilmington, that's where I was. And I, of course I had a layover in Philadelphia and then I came to Ohio. So when I got on the plane in Wilmington, I was on this, well, it's no bigger than a sardine can. I mean, I stand about six foot, and I couldn't even stand up straight in that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd bump my head on the ceiling. Uh-huh. And and on that flight, besides, you know, I mean, pa- passenger-wise, there was myself and two other people. And so we flew from Wilmington to Philadelphia, and then I had to switch planes, and I had to take a shuttle because that Philadelphia airport is huge. Yes, it is. And so I took a shuttle to go from 
uh, one gate to the next. Mm -hmm. And when I got on the flight to come to Columbus, it was a bigger jet, but there was only myself and one other person on that plane. That is very interesting. But when I was in Philadelphia, uh, there was somebody that was kind enough, you know, they worked there. And of course, you know, we kept our distance and all that stuff. But, uh, and I followed her or, or followed him. And he said, you know, he goes, I've worked here for years. And he goes, and I have never, never seen the airport like this. Cause I mean, we were the only ones that were walking in a lot of the businesses that, you know, like restaurants and so forth that was in the uh, airport, they were all shut down. Oh, yeah, even. I'm sure. And this was back in March. Yeah, wow. And uh, he said, I have never seen it like this. And, you know, and the, of course, the thing that was going through my mind was, especially when I got back to Columbus, because, you know, like, we had a bigger jet, uh, but there was only myself and one other person. And I thought, well, how in the heck are these airlines even staying afloat? Because... You know, I mean, here they are, they got this big jet and they're transporting two people, right. you know, to go from Philadelphia to Columbus. And I thought, you know, and if all the flights were like that, now see my brother, he had uh, left for Vegas about the same time when I went to North Carolina. And, you know, and that was March the 3rd. And the flights were busier than, you know, there were more people, not as few as there was when I came home, but, you know, there were still a few people in there and he said that when he came home from vegas you know his plane was kind of busy you know but then when i came home i mean it had dwindled that much oh wow you know where so i i just don't understand how these airlines are staying afloat are you are you using uber at all right now or lyft or any of the Uh, rideshare services yeah i don't use the um i don't use the uh Code, you know, the city bus. Mm-hmm. I have, however, used mainstream because what I did was when I uh, I got home and like I said, I didn't have many groceries. So I took mainstream to Kroger and I got there at eight o'clock in the morning and I went in and spent too much. But I, I got a lot of groceries so I wouldn't have to go back out anytime soon. Right. And, you know, and I, I mean, I, I don't hoard things. I don't, you know, I, I don't think stuff like that is really cool. I mean, I bought everything that I needed, but I just bought a little extra so I would not have to go back out. But then when I left, I brought Lyft home. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a lot of places now, I mean, you know, I just don't, I mean, I go out and I go for walks, but I don't take Lyft or Uber or mainstream anywhere because, you know, there's really no place to go, and I don't need to go to a grocery store or anything. So I just, you know, you know, they always say don't go to grocery stores unless you, you know, you really have to. And uh, and I don't know why I was watching Governor DeWine. I usually try to watch him daily, you know, to kind of get an update, you know, to stay informed. Right. And uh, he had some guy on there, and he said, you know, he highly recommended that you go in and change your passwords. On, yeah, I saw that. On your, you know, on your um, yeah, modem. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. It wasn't the lieutenant governor. It was the, the it, ODOT guy. Yeah. yeah it, and I thought, well, that's kind of weird, but I did it. And and I, I kind of got a weird sense of humor. 
and uh, the one because I got a 5G and a 2.4G or whatever that is, you know for your router. Yeah. So the one I named my 5G, I named Stay, and then I put the at sign and I called it Home. Okay, Stay at Home. Stay at Home, yeah. yeah. Well, my two gig one, you know, 2.4 gig or whatever that is, I called it Low on TP. <laughs> so and, I mean, and that's just. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to kind of keep a sense of humor about things because I put, you know, I shared things on Facebook. I mean, it's, you know, about like the toilet paper crisis and, you know, and posted some jokes about it or whatever. I've never, I mean, I never really understood why people are doing that, but I guess to each their own. Sure. I think that, you know, the, the, the blind population, um, is a little better about stocking up because it's it's less yeah, convenient, right? It's less convenient for, for us to go out and shop on a regular basis. So I have a tendency to, to use, you know, those bulk store places like Box.com and, you know, Sam's Club and things like that. I, and I do that normally because um, yeah. I can just say, hey, you know, it's easy to go down to the basement and get something than it is to, oh, man, you know, this week I'm out of this, this week I'm out of that. Let me exactly. Just, let, me, let me go out and spend $20 on Uber just so I can pick up two or three things. So, you know, I think we have a tendency to um, to, to over, not necessarily overbuy, but just to, just to have a stockpile, to have a reserve um, so that you don't have to go yeah, out as much. Yeah, have a reserve, to get, but yeah. don't overdo it. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah. Now, so, I, I want to ask you something because, um, and I was thinking about this. Uh, now, you're, you you have no vision at all, correct? Right, right. Okay, so, and I was thinking about, and I made a joke to a friend of mine because uh, she was wanting to get out. Now, she lives in a separate place than I do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I, like I said, I, I kind of like to make practical, you know, not practical jokes, but, you know, make jokes out of things. So I told her, I said, well, you know, we have to practice the social distancing thing. And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I have come up, you know, come up with a way for us to do that, but where you can still get out and travel with me. And she said, how? And I said, well, I got an eight foot bungee cord. I said, well, attach it to you and I'll hang on to the other end and, you know, you can follow along. And, but, you know, and then I started thinking about it seriously and I thought, now, if there was somebody that was totally blind, you know, that needed to get around that, you know, and there was somebody there that wasn't in their household, you know, yeah. how would they do it? And I started thinking about it and I thought, well, they would either have to, you know, use their dog if they have one or use their, you know, brush up on their cane skills. Cause you know, they got that thing called sighted guide. Right. And you, you obviously don't with. Yeah, you don't know who's been coughing in that elbow, right? <laughs> well, exactly. Well, and then I thought about it, and I thought, well, um, really, I guess if people, somebody needed to go sight a guide, I guess the best way and the safest way for them to do it, and you know, and this is all jokes aside, is um, maybe use you know like the, those rubber gloves sure. or something. Yeah. Or, and the person that was taking the person inside a guide should maybe wear a long sleeve shirt, you know, 
I mean, it's just kind of weird how we have to really look at things now. Right. Yeah. You, you think know, about, I mean, you can, you can overthink this kind of stuff, too. Um, and, you know, the best thing to do is if you can get things, if you can get things brought to you. You know, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. And I was listening to podcasts and reading on Facebook. And I'm thinking, man, that, that the percentage of our population that goes out and does their own shopping are not going to be able to get help in the stores because of social distancing. And, and it makes sense um, to me. Well, you so, never know what, you know, because blind people have to, you know, feel things right. sometimes. Hey, we touch everything. Exactly. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, reached out to ACB. I talked to Katie Frederick and talked to Annette Lutz and Eric Duffy from the NFB and, and said, you know, we, we need to put a, a listserv together for Columbus and uh, and and volunteers uh, that can go pick items up. And it's more of a, you know, blind people <laughs> helping blind people uh, kind of a thing. If if I've got tech skills and you don't, I can get on the phone with you and help you set up a, you know, a Instacart. A lift account or something like that. Yeah, yeah or... you know, whatever. And then... You know, we put your credit card information in there, and you know, I'm a trustworthy kind of guy. I'm not going to keep your well. Card I've done that for people, right. you know, yeah. Like we're, yeah. You know, so and I, you know, I mean, even like this past year's reunion, there were people that got emails, and you know, for some reason, I don't know why they weren't. You know, some of them don't even have computers; they use their phones or whatever. So there was a lot of forms that I filled out for people. I said, look. You know, you can call me, I'll fill out your form for you and some, you know, put it back in the email and send it back so you don't have to worry about whether it gets there by snail mail, as I call it, right, or yeah. not. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it's not only like the blind people, you know, you got to kind of look out for the elderly because when I was at Kroger, and this is one thing I did, so I guess that was my good deed for the day. Because I found one four-pack, and, and I'm not joking when I said that. Well, I mean, I found one four-pack of toilet paper. And I thought, well, I got two rolls at home. I, You know, maybe I'll get this, and so I'll be okay. And I put it in my cart, and I happened to notice that there was an elderly couple behind me. And they, you know, and they looked kind of sad, and I said, did you guys need toilet paper? And she said, well, we're almost out. And so I said, well do me a favor and i said please step back away from your cart and she said kind of looked at me i said please you know trust me i said step back from your cart so she's you know they stepped back and i took the toilet paper out of my cart and i put it in theirs all right because they needed it more than i did right so and she goes oh if there's anything we could do for you you know let me know and i said you really want to do something for me i said you know, I said, why don't you find somebody that's a bit younger than you to come shopping? I said, because you guys really don't need to be out. Right. Yeah. More like, at risk. Yeah. I said, that's why I told her. I said, you know, you guys are more at risk than even somebody like me. I said, you know, I said, if I could drive, I would do it for you. I would come and shop for you. I said, but, you know, find somebody that you can really trust that would. And that's the other thing. You know, it is hard to find sometimes unless you really know people. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and that was my concern is, you know, who in Columbus doesn't have a support network in place? You know, either the technology skills where they can order their own stuff and have it delivered or, you know, a spouse or relative that's that lives in the house with them or a friend or whatever. Because we do have folks like that, you know. We do, yeah, we I do. mean, I'm willing to help. I mean, if anybody, 
you know, needs help with, you know, uh, you know, cause I'm, I mean, I'm not a whiz at technology, but I, I definitely know how to, you know, set up like accounts and, you know, and all that stuff. And I do everything from my phone. Yeah. And so like if they have a smartphone or whatever, but they don't really know how to use it. I mean, I, I have never, ever this, I mean, this is something I kind of am stubborn about because I have never ordered groceries online before. And I've done click list. That's about as close as I come yeah. to, you know, to uh, doing that. Well, I, I haven't done it yet, but I downloaded the Walmart app because they got the, now they got a combined Walmart and then Walmart grocery. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to whenever I do need stuff, then I'm going to get on there and order groceries that way. So that's, that's a first for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you, and, and then, um, do you tip your delivery drivers? Obviously I always do. Yeah. Yes. And what do you, how do you do that? Do you just leave the money out there for them or, or how's that? Um, well, actually, um, are you talking about like when I have food delivered? Well, whatever. Yeah, you know, food uh, or a Amazon lot of times stuff. You can or, put, you know, well, the uh, Amazon stuff, I, I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't ordered from Amazon. So I don't know how you would leave a tip uh, for Amazon driver. But like uh, when you use Instacart or Lyft or Uber, I don't know so much about, well, on Grubhub, I think you can leave a tip too. Yeah, you can just I, do it through the app. Yeah, yeah, you just do it through the app. Yeah. And that's how I do, you know, tips. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, even when we have our reunions and we have them at hotels and we have the shuttle, you know, I always tell people, you know, yes, it's a free ride, but, you know, tip the driver. Right. I mean, right. I, I'm a firm believer in tipping because sometimes that's, you know, how they get by. Yeah, and I, and I do. And I think it, it also is a little bit empowering, too to you know you're you're making a contribution to somebody who may need it and you're not just being taken care of it's kind of the way i feel about it yeah you're kind of taking care of each other they bring you your food and you tip them so you know and if everybody did that if everybody would tip um you know and i always leave you know ratings you know they like your lift driver like when i got home from columbus or to Columbus, I'm sorry. When I got home to Columbus after coming back from North Carolina, I was going to bring the bus home, you know, because they uh, hadn't really done a lot of that yet. But luckily for me, it was raining. So I called, you know, I got a Lyft driver to come pick me up. And he told me that he said, you know, he goes, I have been driving around since noon. Now I got in, at, you know, 530. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I've been driving around since noon. He goes, and you're my first customer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I gave him a nice tip because, I mean, he was a nice, friendly guy. And, you know, he was, you know, had, had, you know, a nice conversation with him and stuff. So, you know, stuff like that. You know, I always say tip your driver. Right. Yeah. So good idea. If you can do it, definitely. Um, Because I'm sure that I'm sure they need it. and we, oh, you know, exactly. and we need the service, so it works out. Well, I tell you, Mr. President, it was great. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and I'm going to put this out as a special edition. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. And that was our alumni president, 
Edward Schwilt, thank you so much for joining us on the OSSB Podcast, Mr. President. Remember, if you want to contribute something you're doing, music, conversation, stories, what have you, an experience, please drop me an email at dkelly at ossb.oh.gov or voicemail at 614-468-8866. Looking forward to talking to you again real soon.